0: talking, sorry, I forgot to get my gum out, um, <laughs> that we have to be in agreement with the word. Amen. And so even when it comes to purity, that we can't um, make up our own terms concerning that um, or look at the world concerning, you know, purity, but we have to look at the word of God concerning purity and what it says. Um, so today we're going to talk about what purity is, The, the you know, the total mindset of purity and then also how to maintain it because you can hear about purity and what to sustain from but if you don't know how to maintain that um it can go in vain amen so um we're going to start in proverbs 4 verse 23 but first i just want to let you all know just even concerning maintaining purity that you have to maintain it out of love and not out of fear you know because a lot of times we can sustain from sex and you know and different sexual impurities out of fear or just out of, you know, well, God will hate me if I do this. And that's not the mindset that will keep you from sustaining from impurities. But it's the mindset of love that you have a father that loves you. And so even while we're reading this word, I want you to open your your heart and your ears to hearing, you know, counsel from a father. That it's your father that's talking to you all through this conference. And then even concerning purity, you know, even if you've never had your natural father sit down with you and talk to you about, you know, just how to keep your body pure, you know, or just how to live pure for God, that we have his words from our Heavenly Father that is sitting down with us right now, taking the time to, to share with us the power and the privilege that we have to maintain the purity that he's given to us. Amen? Amen. And that, you know, we also have to keep in mind that purity, it's a mindset. Um, just because you've sustained from sex doesn't mean you're pure. Just because you got married doesn't mean you're pure. Purity doesn't start with marriage, and it doesn't end with marriage. You know, once people think, well, I'm married, all the rules (laughs) go. No, that both, even through marriage, you still have to maintain a pure mindset. You know, before marriage, you have to maintain a pure mindset. Um, And to to walk in a purity, you must know true love. And, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions of what true love is or what, you know, even God, what kind of love he has for us. But once again, when you look in his word, he makes it clear what kind of love he has and what the love is and what that looks like and what it feels like and what, what that looks like being walked out. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to be reading Proverbs 4, verse 23 from the Passion's translation. Amen. It says, So above all, guard the affections of your heart. For they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being. For from there flows the wellsprings of life. Amen. And so purity, it starts with the heart. And the heart is not the organ in your chest. (laughs) Um, But your heart, I'm going to read the definition of that. The heart is the soul or mind. As it is the fountain, the seat of thoughts, passions, desires appetites affections purpose endeavors the middle or central or innermost part of anything and so your heart is not it's not your organ but your heart is in your soul and it's it's your mind it's your thoughts it's accumulated of your mind and your thoughts and so a lot of times you know when you think you love something or somebody it's coming from that part there your heart but once again remember it's not an organ amen and then just to give you the definition of purity purity it means to be undefiled, incorruptible, clean and sound that the issues flow through your heart, the issues of life come from your heart and that that word when i looked that up that it it was its defined that from your heart flows life and from your heart flows an escape from death. And the reason why we have that ability from our heart It's because God's given every single person here a new heart, a clean heart. That when we've joined with Jesus, that we've became a new creation. But the problem is that a lot of our minds and our hearts, our minds, our thoughts, have not been renewed to the thoughts that he's given inside of our hearts. That we have pure thoughts on the inside of us. But a lot of times, if we don't renew our minds to that, we'll live out the thoughts of this world. And one thing I just want to start off saying, there's only two mindsets in this world. It's either the mind of Christ or darkness. And so you have to cancel out the ideas of you got to be open minded. You know, you've got to, you got to, you know, give us some people that think different, you know, no, there's no such thing because there's only two minds. So you have to pay attention to the thoughts, the mindsets that you're letting around you like they've covered before. Your communications means everything to your purity it means so much to your purity. You can't think, you know, you're going to hang around a lot of people that live in pure lives and, and I'm going to stay pure. I'm just going to hang around them and nothing will happen. No, that's a lie. (laughs) Those things will rub off of you little by little by little. You know, the devil, he works slow. He doesn't just jump on you. You're going to have sex today. No, it's going to work. It's going to work slow by slow and slow day by day. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself, but we're going to look at, um, well, we're not going to read that, but I'll just quote Daniel, that it talks about how Satan, he tries to wear out the saints. And what that means is day by day, he tries to wear you out on the things that God has told you is true. You know, he did that with Adam and Eve in the garden, that they did not just eat that apple one day, but that was a wearing out that, no, he just doesn't want you to be a God. He just doesn't want you to walk in this type of life. He's holding back from you. He just not want you to have fun. And so day by day, he works on them concerning eating the apple. And so the same thing with your purity, that every person here is pure. Even if you've messed up before, everybody here is pure. And Satan, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, And so like we read about purity, it means to be undefiled and corruptible. Satan knows what every person in this room has. When they have Jesus Christ, you have purity. And so he's coming to steal what you do have. And so if you're experiencing temptations and thoughts, Um, disconcerning, impure thoughts, don't give up and think that I'm just evil and I'm impure. No, that means he's trying to take something. He's trying to destroy something. And so if you're being attacked in a certain area, that means you have something and it's come from Jesus Christ. So never, okay, never, (laughs) never be be fooled into thinking, you know, you're not good enough or you failed or you, it's just all hope is gone. no. Um, because if you're being attacked, that means you have something that the devil's after and he's trying to destroy the purity of this generation. He's trying to defile the purity of this generation and purity means much more than just sustaining from sex. Amen. It means so much more than that. We're going to talk about that, but the main thing we, why we need our purity is not so we can just walk around and say that we're holy. I don't have sex or whatever. No, that's not why he wants us to be pure and holy. It's because we have a, a, a mission in this earth. And like, I'm getting, I'm still getting ahead of myself, but a man under authority has authority. And so if you keep giving away your authority to sexual sins and impurities, when it comes time for you to use your authority in this revival and in this generation, it will not be there for you to use it. And so we have to realize that everything is connected to something. Him destroying and defiling our purity is connected to lives. It's connected to dreams. It's connected to visions that God has given this generation. So we have to realize that it's so much more than just us, you know, keeping our clothes on. That's part of it. It's a big part of it. <laughs> but it's it's tied to so much more that God has planned for us. Every single person in this room, God wants to use greatly for this generation and for this age. But if we can't keep giving away our demand and our authority to just lustful desires and, and moments of, you know, pleasure... Then, when it comes time for us to step up, when when there is help needed in this earth, we will not have the confidence to do so. Because when you you defile yourself like that, it it deteriorates your confidence. It takes your confidence away. That you you always question: Does he really want me to do this? Because, you know, last month I uh," you know no. It will always have you double guessing yourself, and that's being double-minded. He said, "A man that's double-minded is unstable in all his ways. He'll be tossed to and fro." you'll you'll be drowning every time you're meant to walk on water because you do not have the confidence to do what he's called you to do. Amen? So let's go to Proverbs 23, verse 7. And then, can I have my tree? My tree? My branch? Okay, there we go. (laughs) And then, can I have one more person? Okay, she was quick. Okay, so... I forgot to bring it up here, but back there on that pastor's table, it's some clippers. If you, okay, Diamond's going to get it. I forgot that, my bad. Um, but we're going to look at Proverbs 23, verse 7. We're going to read that before I start the demonstration. Everybody there? Amen. If not, it's up. Okay. Proverbs 23, verse 7. It says, for as, a man, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. And so once again, we you know what that word heart means, that means this person's thoughts, intentions, desires are not for this person. And to eat and drink, those are covenant words. And all, every single person in here, we're in covenant with God, and we're in covenant with each other as we join the body of Christ. And so he's saying this is a person that is saying I'm in covenant with you, but I will not go by the agreements. And like we talked about, purity is a part of our agreement. It's in our covenant with God. And so he's saying as a man think, it's so so he." So whatever you think, that is who you are, and that's what you'll live out, and that's what you'll act as. And so, okay, great. you got the clippers open. So, right here, this is your, your, your thoughts, amen? Um, I went to a conference with, um, many of you might know, Caroline Leith. Um, and she, she studies the brain, but she also uses the scriptures with it. And she had a diagram and that showed and took a picture of the brain and the thoughts. And literally, the thoughts look like a tree, your thoughts in your mind look like a tree, and you can have thousands and billions of different branches and different trees and things like that. But then also in the Word of God, he talks about pruning us. And pruning means to cut off different branches. You know, usually that word is used for the vineyard, and when they, they're trying to bring forth more fruit. To do that, they have to cut off different branches, and and it's very strategic how they do it. You know, I watched a video. And so what they do is they cut off where they don't want fruit to grow. So they'll cut off different branches, and they determine where they want the fruit to come, what direction, how they want it to grow. And so the same thing we have to do, you have to live in purity on purpose, and you have to control your thoughts on purpose. You have to do it on purpose. And the Holy Spirit is on the inside of us helping us do it on purpose, amen? So this life of purity, already I just want you to don't be scared. Don't be afraid of trying to live this life because you have the greater one, the helper on the inside of you, helping you identify different thoughts that do not belong. You know, the Bible tells us that any thought that exalts itself above the words of God, you are to cast that down and to destroy it. And with the diagram that she showed us, because, um, you know, she started, you know, reading the Bible and talking about how you can capture thoughts, you can destroy them. And she, you know, she was wanted to see if she can prove that scientifically, and she did. And so she showed us a diagram because her colleagues didn't believe her at first. She was like, they were like, no, a man can't change. A man can't change his, his thinking pad or his mindset. That's impossible. But she proved that with the scriptures and scientifically that she showed. Um, and she has a process and a program of helping people learn how to go day by day and on purpose destroy thoughts that do not belong. Because what you're thinking, the thoughts that you have in you right now is the life you're living today. Whatever life you're living today is because of the thoughts on the inside of you. And so she showed basically a, um, a thought, basically like just being like it just popped like on the screen. And that was showing that thoughts can be destroyed. You have power on the inside of you to control your thoughts. Never be afraid of your thoughts or thoughts trying to come in. Never be afraid of those things. And we have to realize we have the power to destroy that. So I'm just going to throw out some different thoughts here and there. And you're going to tell me if I need to cut that, all right? you're righteous. Keep it. Keep it. All right. All right. Okay. We're going to get married. So we, we, sh- we should probably, you know, take it some steps. C- cut it. Okay. Cut that. Cut that. There we go. Yes. That is a lie. A lot of people believe that takes them into further um, impure acts that we are going to get married one day. So we might, and they're not engaged. But we're gonna get married one day, so it's not bad. Like we're gonna belong to each other. No, because if you keep that thought, you're gonna live that out. And man, you know, this is love. If you love me, (laughs) yo, cut it, (laughs) cut it. There we go. Cut that. There we go. There we go. And by cutting this once again. It gives, makes room to produce more fruit. Amen? Better fruit. Okay, let's go over here because this side is just, you know. God is love. Keep it. All right, all right. Let's see. Oh, this is not really sex. There's different ways we can. Okay, okay, (laughs) cut it. (laughs) Cut it, cut it. That's a big thought. You know, that people live by, and that's a lie. You know, if you have somebody you're in a relationship with or whatever and, and they know you're trying to live pure, they'll come up with different ways to, to fulfill that appetite. And like, this is not sex. We can do it. We can do it together. No, you need to cut that thought, all right? Okay. Let's go back over here. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Yes, yes. Let's go over here. Let's see. Oh, This is so pretty. This is so pretty. Oh, you know what? Let's do this and we can repent later. <laughs> you got it? You got it? There we go. That's if you're dating a... A unrenewed Christian, they'll tell you, we can repent later. <laughs> but no, you need to cut that thought. You do not want to sit on purpose with the idea, we can repent later. Amen. Um, that's all the thoughts I got for you right now. But going back to this, remember that your, your mind is a tree. It is thoughts. And you have the power to cut thoughts out that do not belong, enable, enabling you to produce fruit for the kingdom. Amen. Amen. thank you, ladies. Thank you. That's not much to clean up. Thanks. (laughs) Um, But going back to that, we have to remember that, you know, the Bible tells us and informs us that we are married. The whole church, the body of Christ is married together. And it says we're married together to produce fruit unto God. Amen. So all of you all here, you're really already married. Okay. You're already in a relationship. And so that's also important because how you function now, a lot of times people think it will change when I get married. Or like, I'll cut this out when I get married. I'll stop watching porn when I get married. No, what you're living now is what you'll do in your marriage. Because the faithfulness that you're showing to God now, because, you know, you'll, the highest level of honor you live is to God. And so when you see people that are dishonorable to other people, that's because they have dishonor towards God. And so if we cannot be faithful to God now as young people, how much more faithfulness? will be to your mate. And so we have to realize that God is giving us the ability now to, to walk. And once again, it's so, it's so joyful to know that we don't have to try to live this pure life alone, but we can do it with God. Amen? Amen. Um, and one thing, I'm not going to turn there, but 1 Corinthians 13 verse 5, um, because a lot of times we have to realize everything that purity is. And purity does not just stay to sex. It's a pure mindset. So even when, you know, Morgan talked about that this morning, even unforgiveness, if you have unforgiveness in your heart, that's impurity. That's not a pure mind. You are not walking in purity if you have unforgiveness in you, in your heart anywhere. And so 1 Corinthians, you know, thirteen 5, I mean, 4 through 8, that's a good, you know, passage to read. It talks about what love is and what it looks like. And you go through there and you can just evaluate yourself every day and what love looks like because if you're out of love, you'll step into false love and false relationships all the time. But if you renew your mind to what love truly is, you'll live that out. And one verse I wanted to point out in that was verse 5. It talks about how love does not think evil. And so even, you know, taking that back to sexual things, real love does not think evil. So if you're in a relationship or, or just live in pure or not in a relationship, um, love does not think evil thoughts. It does not have evil thoughts evil sexual thoughts and evil sexual thoughts are things out because God did create sex. He created it for marriage, but to think of sexual things outside of marriage or just pervertedly, that's thinking evil. So we have to realize what love is, but then also going back to unforgiveness, um, we have to realize thinking evil of other people, that's an impure heart. And also um, it was so good. I went to a conference, this, you know, um, And the minister was talking about love, but one thing he pointed out, that 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 passage about thinking evil, because I just read that as like, oh, thinking evil means like I'm thinking bad upon somebody. But he pointed out thinking evil is even thinking somebody doesn't like you. That's thinking evil, because you're accusing them of evil thoughts. And so love does not do that. It does not start pondering, that person don't like me. That person is mad at me. That person doesn't like me. That's an evil thought. And to, and a a mindset like that will be a mindset that is always tormented because you're always thinking about (laughs) if somebody doesn't like you or not, that's a tormented mindset and that's not love. And that's not the mind of Christ. When Jesus was in the earth, he was not thinking about everybody that didn't like him. He had a lot of people that didn't like him, but he wasn't thinking about that. He was thinking about the love of the father. So the mindset of love is always thinking about love. It's not thinking about who doesn't like me. It's not thinking about who I don't like. It's thinking about the love of God. Like the song we sung, I'm after the heart of God. And if we're after the heart of God, we have to think about, okay, well, what does that heart think like? And that heart does not think about offenses. It does not think about people that do not like that person back. And once again, thinking like that will keep you tormented. I'm always worrying about if people like me or not. That's not love. And so that's so important to realize the different aspects of purity that it starts with the, your thoughts. Where are you thinking? Where are you thinking? And where there is impurity, there will always be division in church. And so that's why this message is important, even with coming together. If there are sexual impurities in the church, if there's a lot of offenses in the church, there, it will be impossible to come together. <laughs> and so that's why we have to realize our, our purity that we keep outside of the church has so much to do with the unity in the church. And a lot of times people do not connect that. They do not connect the division that is happening sometimes in the church with the lifestyles that they're living outside. They think it's the people at the church. It's them. It's that person. No, like I said, going back, sexual impurities will always leave your confidence low, and then you'll have the mindset of people are after you, people are just don't like you, and this and that. But we have to realize, because somebody really in love is in confidence, and when I step into the church, I have the mindset to bring confidence to other people. I have the mindset to bring love to other people. And I'm not going around the congregation accusing people of who, what, when, where, he said, she said. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm focused on what we're here for and the vision of the church and what God wants us to do. Amen. Amen. And um, let's go to Matthew 5, 8. Amen. And one thing before we read this, important, just going back to thoughts, we can even look at Adam and Eve because they showed us a lot of right things, (laughs) even after what they did. Um, They were still great examples in different aspects. And one of the things that you can look at the mind of Adam before the fall, um, he really showed it with his actions and his words. So, you know, you, you all remember in Genesis where um, Adam was there and God was, you know, spoke and was like, it's not good for man to be alone and I'll make him help me. And so he created Eve. And when Adam saw Eve, it was not lustful thoughts that came out of his mouth. They were covenant words. And they were naked, you know. So he didn't just look at her like, man, oh, wow. No. He, and then he was, you know, describing her body. You are of my. Body. And, you know, he, he wasn't going down different body parts and, you know, looking at stuff. No, when he saw her, he started confessing covenant words of that relationship and that's the mindset of love. Amen? That's a big red flag if it's somebody that's always pointing out your body parts to uh, give you a compliment or to try to affirm the relationship. No, it's, it's every relationship that you should be looking for are covenant relationships. Amen? And Adam showed his thoughts through his confession, his words that he came out when he saw Eve. It was not about her uh, her appearance, it was about who she was and what that relationship was called to do in the earth. Amen? So Matthew 5, verse 8, it says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they see God. The pure in heart, for they see God. And once again, going back, your your mindset and your thoughts have everything to do with the unity, and the church has everything to do with you even seeing and experiencing God. Amen? Amen? And, you know, in Daniel 11, it talks about those that know their God, they shall do exploits. So going back to realizing that your purity is connected to so much more. It's connected to how, how much you can see God, how much you can experience God. Because if you have a heart filled with impurities, it will be very hard for you to see God. And it will be very hard to even notice the people that God has set around you to help you. And, you know, because you can see that a lot when people have a lot of impurities and, and sexual impurities, unforgiveness, and they can have a pastor. God has given them a divine connections and pastors and divine relationships. But you can't see them as that because your heart is cluttered. The pure in heart will see God. They will see the connections that God has given them. They will see the visions, the plans that God has for this generation. But if your heart is cluttered with different impurities, you will never see what's truly there helping you and fighting for you, and edifying you, and building you up, so it's so important that we keep a pure heart, so when we come into the things that God has blessed us with, that we'll recognize it, we'll recognize it, and we'll receive it, amen, now let's go to, um, we'll write this down, we're not going to turn there, but Hebrews 4, 15, this is ta- 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 talking to us about Jesus and why he's our great high priest. It tells us that Jesus has experienced every temptation that we can ever experience. Yes, Jesus experienced sexual temptations. It's at every temptation, every temptation <laughs> that has been known to man. He, did, he experienced them and overcame them. And he did not just overcome them so he can walk around as the only holy Jesus. No, he overcame them so that there will be many Christ-like minds in the earth. His purity was attached to our purity, and his purity is our purity. Amen? Amen. So it's good and awesome to realize that he overcame. And once again, we have to realize Jesus was not just, he did not just come here with a um, special treatment. (laughs) He came here to show us the blueprint of man in the earth walking with God. Jesus was a man in the earth. And he had the same temptations. He had the same weaknesses that were trying to come at him, just like we do. He, he, experienced, a, he experienced teenage years. He experienced them. He experienced in your 20s and all of that. And he overcame every temptation that came at every age, every season. And it was for our benefits. And the reason why he was able to do that was the Holy Spirit. And, and number one, his father. He had a heart after his father. His heart was to do everything my Father told me to do and was to please my Father. And the Holy Spirit helped him to accomplish everything that the Father had for him to do in the earth. Amen? Amen. So now, let's go to John 1, verse 12. John 1, verse 12. And we're going to see that we have that same help. And it's so awesome to realize it. I, you know, when I, I was so excited reading the scripture. Like, it's just exciting sometimes to find things that is your answer you know, like Pastor Alvin was talking about that this is open book test. And it is so exciting when you find the answer to something that really you didn't study for. or whatever, You know, like when you have a test, it's like, oh, I found it. And so it's so exciting to find the answers that you need. And so this verse is very exciting to me. Uh, so first, I mean, not first John, John 1 verse 12. It says, but as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. That's so awesome because he's saying that he's given us power to become a son. It takes power to live like a son. It takes power to live in purity. And he's saying that he's given us power, not he didn't just give us the lifestyle of what a son looks like and say, do it. No, he said, I'm giving you power to live like a son. I'm giving you power to think like a son. I'm giving you power to walk on this earth as my children. It takes power to live like God. It takes power to think like God. And he's saying, I've given you power to do that. Every single person here has the ability, the power to think pure. And you have to cancel out those thoughts that like, that's impossible. No, it's not. You have power to think like God. You have power to walk as a child of God in this earth. That He's given every single person power to do so. So that cancels out any excuse. Any excuse. Well, my parents, no, you've been given power. To be a child of God. Well, you don't understand my school. No, you've been given power to be a son of God. Well, social media. No, you've been given power (laughs) to live like God. You don't know what I've been through. You've been given power to be a child of God and to think like a child of God. Every single person here has been given power to think like Christ. We have the power on the inside of us to think like Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. man, so it's not in our own power, and it's not in our own mind, and it's not in our own abilities to do that. But when you just join yourself and agree with his words and agree with the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, there's power there waiting and waiting to meet you where you agree. But you first have to agree with the words. You can't, you know, I don't know about this, that. I'll, I can do that. I can handle that. But that, no. But you have to agree with all of his words, and he'll give you the power to live them out. Amen amen and that's important because he tells us that he's delivered us so we can serve him fearlessly we and that's a big thing don't be afraid of your past sins do not be in fear because if you're in fear of your past sins you're not really delivered you know if you if you you know let's say you dig in a prayer line you, for deliverance for something but if you walk away well what if I do it again well you know what if that person texts me again what if I get a phone call again That's fear. You have power to overcome every sin. That is not true freedom to still be in fear of your past bondage. That's not true freedom to be in fear about the things you used to succumb to. You have to let go of that fear and take on the power and the mindset of God that God has delivered me, God has set me free. I don't care what the sin is, it puts no fear in me. I don't care if I did used to fall to it every day, Today's a new day, and it puts no fear in me. And that we have to realize that we have power over fear. Perfect love casts out fear. So it's so important to know what true love is. So when fear comes of you're, gonna, you're never going to change, you're going to be the same. Go in so many prayer lines. Just watch when we get home. No, that's, that's fear. <laughs> that's fear. And you have to realize that you have power over every attacking thought. Every accusing thought that brings up every past thing you've done, every accusing thought of how you can't make it a month, you know? And don't be afraid to even leave camp. Let's say you have lost your fire before, you have backslidden. Don't be afraid this year <laughs> of going back home. Don't be afraid. Don't let those thoughts come. You only gonna you keep that fire for a month. You only, no, you have to cast those thoughts down. You have power to to have everything that you experience here for the whole life you have power to do that and so you have to cast out the fear that I'll lose what I got you have to cast out the fear that you know if I go back I don't know I don't know how I'm gonna keep that I don't know how I'm gonna do that that you've been given power to keep every change that God has given you every seed that God has given you you have power to keep it amen amen let's go to um well just write this down 1 Peter 1, 15 through 17, and God is telling us here that that he is holy, and he says, be holy for I am holy. He's sharing all his characteristics. He's sharing all his attributes, and he's saying, I am holy, so you are holy. You don't have to try to make up your own holiness. You don't have to try to, you know, because once again, like I said, you know, staying away from sex doesn't make you pure, so you don't have to try to do dead works, (laughs) you know, but once again... You know, sustained true sex is not a dead word, but I'm talking about doing it without faith and still walking in different impurities. But okay, I got this one area down. But that's that's dead (laughs) if you do not have the total mindset of everything of purity. But once again, that we have to realize that he's saying, I am holy, so you are holy. You do not have to make up your own holiness. You don't have to come up with what holy, what does holy look like? Like, no, he's already given you what holy is, and he's saying, Be holy, for I am holy. He didn't ask you, he told you, be holy for I am holy. Would you please be? No, he said, be holy for I am holy. Amen. He's an awesome father that he's given us the instructions to keep our purity. He's given us the power to keep our purity. He's given us the mindset, the thoughts to stay in a pure mindset. He's, he's providing everything. He is a provider. That's not just finances. That's the power. He's even providing power. He's providing confidence to walk right. You don't have to be scared going back into your home. I don't care what your home is like. You don't have to be afraid to go home after this conference. You don't have to be afraid of it because you have the greater one on the inside of you. There is no excuse to lose what God has given you because you have power. Amen. You have the Holy Spirit helping you. So go to John 17, verse 2. John 17, verse 2. You guys getting help? Amen. Amen. John 17, verse Uh (laughs) 2. There it is. Okay. As thou hast given him power over all flesh. How much? All flesh. That he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Amen. And so, once again, what Jesus walked in is what we're to walk in. Jesus had power over his flesh. You have power over your flesh, and, but you have to train your mind. You have to put your body and mind in shape. <laughs> like Paul, he said, I, I you know, because boxing, like real boxing, is like really the, the most hardest, like training in every, like conditioning and things like that. And so he compared it to that. I, I put my body under, once again, he's putting it under the authority of God. I put my body under. So I do not count myself out, that I can help others as much as I want. But if I fall to what I preach, it does me no good. So he said, I'm putting my own body under subjection. So I myself am not counted out. And so we have the power to over our flesh. You have to let go of <laughs> those thoughts that, you know, some people just have, the thought that's just the way I am, or, you know, this is, this is just how I am. I just couldn't help it. You could. (laughs) You could because you have the helper on the inside of you. You have to cast out every thought that keeps you in the category of your past, in the category of of wherever you've been raised or whatever. That's just the way we do things. You have to let go of all of that. That's all I've known. You have to let go of all of that. And, you know, even with um, we have to realize that sexual every sexual encounter that we have Unless you've got the help from God, it's, it stays in you. Those experiences lay up and pile up on the inside of you. Unless, you know, you've received that deliverance from those in- experiences. And you know that some people have had the unfortunate experience of being taken advantage of. But even those that God will give you power where you couldn't defend yourself in, times, in those times that he's given you power over those situations, that he does not want any of us to stay in a victim state, that he has called us rulers in this earth, that he's given the earth unto men. And so we have power over things that maybe we could not even have controlled in our past and things that could have came upon us, that he's given us power over those experiences because he knows that we cannot live out the plans that he has for us with accumulated sexual impurities living on the inside of us, playing back on the inside of us, meditating on the inside of us, that he's delivered us from every experience, every encounter that we could have went into voluntarily or involuntarily. He's delivered us from every experience, that there's no excuse of why you cannot live as a ruler in this earth, that he's delivered us from every situation, every time that we could not defend ourselves that he became our defender for those situations so we have to realize that we have the power over everything that has happened to us and that he will remove he said I'll take out the stony heart a stony heart is something that is in, that is not sensitive to God he said I'll remove the stony heart and put in a new heart because <laughs> there can be some things that can happen to us that cause us to, to just have a stony heart and it wasn't our, it wasn't our fault <laughs> but he's saying I don't care what's happened to you I'll remove those experiences. I'll remove that heart that has become hardened because of everything that has happened to you and I'll give you a new heart a clean heart a fresh heart that thinks the thoughts of God I'll give you that heart and so we have power we have freedom we have deliverance in God and every day that we can walk in more freedom every day that we can walk in more power but we have to agree with it amen Amen. And let's go skip down to verse 17. It says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So how, how do I maintain what I got? We've been talking about it already. <laughs> Renew your mind. He said, I sanctify them through the truth, through the word. That is how you are washed. That's how you're cleansed. You've already been washed and cleansed, but the mind, the thoughts, it's, it's sanctified and cleansed. Through the word, through the gospel, it's the power unto salvation. It gives you power to live out your salvation, not just to go to heaven, but it gives you power to actually live out your deliverance. It gives you power to actually live out your healing. Every day that you wash your mind in the words of God. Every day you wash your mind in the words of God. That every day you can cleanse your mind with the words of God. Every day you can replace everything that you have to cut off with the mind of God. Amen? Amen. It's such an awesome thing that he's given to us. It's such a privilege what he's given to us. The great abilities that he's given to us. You have power over your mind. You have power over your mind. Everybody say that I have power over my mind. Amen. Amen. Um, And then you can write down Romans 12, 2. That talks about do not be transformed to this world, but be renewed in the mind to live out to prove what is acceptable, perfect will of God. Amen? He wants us to know, and that word prove means to know. He wants us to renew our minds so we know the will of God because there has been times that we have fallen because I I didn't know that was a sin. I didn't know masturbation was still sexual. Yes, (laughs) yes, that's still impurity, you know? Once again, this world will give you different things that are lying to you. That the, you just take this route, and then it's not really—you're not really gonna go down that route. <laughs> this is just a little shortcut till you get married. <laughs> you just do this till you get married, then you'll be delivered. No, nope. no. Once again, those things will not stop once you get married. Those things will still be there, amen. So we have to realize that He's given us power over our flesh concerning porn, concerning masturbation, different things that the world will tell you. We can just do this with different body parts, and it's not sex. No. Those are still sexual impurities. Those are lies. Amen? So you have to realize that every member of your body is to be used to glorify God. Not one finger, not nothing (laughs) is to be used different. Okay? Every part of your body part is to be used to glorify God. You know? He's glorified you so you can glorify him. Every person here is glorified by the Holy Spirit so that you can glorify God. Amen. And so he tells us we have to renew our mind to that. And in, if you need to repent, that's great. Repentance gives you as many chances as you need. Amen. But once again, like we talked about, the thoughts do not do things with the mindset. I'm, we can repent after, right? We, I know how to. <laughs> I know how to get out of this. What we're gonna do after we do this? We're gonna repent. Okay. No repentance is a privilege to have and that it gives you the chance to step back into your reality i can get back into the true person god created me to be i can get back into my reality what god created me to be with repentance so if you need to do that that's okay there's no shame there's no guilt and love and if you're experiencing that that means you need to resist the devil amen he will flee amen and I remember, you know, Dr. Jacobs gives him that testimony about how he was attacked in the mind with different thoughts and that he went to, you know, a meeting and the, and the pastor laid the Bible on his head and said, wash him with the washing of the word. And he was just saying how he was just like, Phew. he just felt a total cleanse throughout his body. That just because you're experiencing thoughts does not make you evil. It does not mean that you have, that you're going to do it. <laughs> that you have to take authority of those thoughts and cast them down. You have to renew your mind to the words of God. And it was so good, you know, Pastor Alvin talked about, don't let the scriptures get old about purity. Like, I already know. I already know. Okay, I'm not supposed to have sex. I know. Keep reading it. <laughs> Keep reading it. Because every day you experience daily temptations that come to you every single day. And so every day you have to be aggressive with the words of God. You cannot just sit back and take those thoughts and just think, okay, you can't fight thoughts with thoughts. <laughs> can't be <beat> your mind. <sighs> And then, <laughs> you have to speak to those thoughts. You have to confess the scriptures of what God is saying. Amen. Amen. You have that power. I'm going to speed up a little here. All right. So James, yes, James 4, 7, you can write that down. It says, resist the devil and he will flee that. God, Jesus showed us that in the garden. Um, the devil came to him with so many different temptations. And he came in a pattern to Jesus in the garden. And everything that God attacked those thoughts with was with what? The word of God was his weapon. And God, it talks about his word that he can, he can make us skillful with these words in our hands. He can make us skillful with these words in our hands. So anytime a thought comes, what is that, that game with the fruit in you? Fruit ninja, yes. Just imagine those fruits of the thoughts that are coming, but you've got the sword in your hand slicing, casting down every thought that is trying to come at you. Man, you've got that power. And so let's go to 2nd Samuel 17 verse 2. 2nd Samuel 17 verse 2. Amen. And it says, I will come upon him while he is weary and weak-handed and will make him afraid. And all the people that are with him shall flee, and I will smite the king only. This is the devil's plans right here. I will come when he is weary, when he has not read his Bible, when he was too tired to pray in the Spirit, when he was too tired to worship, when he was too tired to go with the assembly of like believers, when he was too tired (laughs) to do this. I will come when he is wearied and weak handed. That God lets us know that he will give us a power to be skillful with the words in our hands and how to use them, how to fight with them, how to speak them at the right timing. The Bible talks about how awesome is a word in time. How awesome is it to receive an answer in time. It's so awesome to receive an answer in time. And so the the devil's plan is to come when you're weary and weak-handed. Amen? But once again, we don't have to stay weak-handed because we have edification on the inside of us at all times. Amen? And so in ending... Um, you can write these scriptures down first, Thessalonians four: three through five. And this scripture ta- tells us that basically we have the power. We have the power to abstain from sexual immorality, and we have power to control every lustful passion. The Bible warns us that when we're, we're tempted, we're not tempted of God, we're tempted of our own lust. Those temptations are not coming from God, and He lets us know that He's always given us an escape. And once again, like we read about the issues of life, it says it gives you an escape from death. The thoughts that God has given you will give you an escape from death. And then write down 1 Corinthians 6, 18. And it talks about every person that commits sexual immorality is sinning against his own body. Amen? And that's a a twofold scripture because you are sinning against your own physical body. You're defiling it. And you should not let other people do that to you in the name of love. Every time somebody is trying to touch you disrespectfully or do anything with you, they are defiling you. I don't care how much they said they're loving you, how much this is just gonna make us closer. No, they're defiling you. They're defiling what Jesus paid the price for, and then also you are defiling the body of Christ because, like I said, you know we are in covenant with each other and we make the body of Christ. So to do that, you are doing it to the body of Christ also. And you know, with I think that was David or was it Joshua that he talks about. Um, when he was tempted with sexual sin, he was saying, I will not sin against God. That when you sin, it's against God. Sin is against God, and the devil knows it. That's why he's trying to entice every single one of us into sin. But we have the power, man. Amen. Amen. So stand to your feet. And I just had um, some things that God showed me to pray for. And I just want to pray for those. um, And could y'all sing after your heart? Amen. Um, For anybody that, like we talked about, that there can be past things that just haunt you. Or if you are experiencing different habits that you just need an agreement to break those holes, that you have the heart that I want to be delivered from this. You have that heart that I want to be free from this. I don't want to do this anymore. But every time the temptation comes, you do it.